Here's what's coming up on today's show. The key is having that plan in place for longevity as well. And we have to plan for those unexpected, you know, maybe uh, healthcare costs of maybe nursing home, which we don't want to talk about, right? It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. Glad to have you today. I'm Ben George. He's Mike Coynan over Principal Preservation Services, and we got a good show for you as we kick off the new year. We got a little checklist for you for retirement preparedness, a little 10-point checklist. We've kind of updated it for 2023, so depending on when you're listening, this is kind of when it's tailored to. But I think a good list today, Mike, to kind of go through and just give some people a checklist and some things to kind of check off and mark off as they go through the year. Everybody's kind of looking for goals, but it's kind of an action item list for them. Yeah, I think this is great. Let's let's start the uh, new year. And for those who are uh, just looking to retire, it's it's good to uh, to plan for this. Absolutely. And if you have questions for us, or if you're getting close to retirement and don't have a plan yet, you can always reach out. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website. Phone number as well is 855-987-8888. And Mike and his team have offices there in Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin, whatever's more convenient for you, but the phone number will work and get you to the right location. So again, 855-987-8888. So another year is upon us. And again, it's a great time to ask yourself, uh, you know, how can you assess how ready you are for retirement to kick off 2023? And if this year is the year that maybe you hope to retire, uh, it's essential to have some concrete answers to these questions we're going to ask today. If you're still a few years away, that's okay as well. You can start thinking about these critical conversations and start kind of working through uh, your plan for that as well. So let's jump into this, Mike. First question here that you need to have answered is, do I know exactly how much income I need every month? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, how do you retire without knowing your numbers? So the key is doing a very comprehensive uh, budget, you know, per month. And it's some people haven't sat down. They say, I just know I make enough money, so I, I spend within my means. But in retirement, usually you're going to be on a, a smaller income. And so it's good to understand to know what your numbers are. And also, if you're retiring earlier than 65, before you can jump on Medicare, your healthcare costs might skyrocket, right? Uh, maybe you're paying COBRA, or maybe you're paying some, uh, you know, open market, you know, healthcare plan that might be more expensive. It's good to understand what your your expenses will be. I, I just left my other office here, Ben, uh, before this podcast, and we're just going over numbers. Who just he just retired, end of the year, December. So here we are, beginning of January, and we're just talking about it and. This is, the, I think, the best way that we, you know, looked at it. Yeah, we had his expenses all written down, but he goes, Mike, right now, you know, typically this is what I take home every two weeks, and this is what my wife takes home two weeks, and we're saving this much money a month. And reality is, I was like, well, between your two pensions, and not everybody has pensions, between his pension, her pension, and the two Social Securities, um, they were going to be short maybe 200 bucks a month. And we also hmm. figure high on the budget, and we're like, he's like, yeah, but... You know, I don't think we need to take any money out of our investments, but you know that's a good gauge. Find out what's your take-home pay you've been taking home from your your job after taxes and after your contributions and everything, and is that going to be enough to pay the bills? And where's that other money going to come from? So you know, do a, a budget, but also the quick way is how much leftover money do you have at the end of the month? Yeah, great place to start there is to kind of figure out how much you're going to need. And, you know, once you kind of get to retirement, you know, trying to figure out that income, you know, part of that that puzzle that you're trying to put together is where am I going to get that income from? And then one of the first questions that comes up and one that you really have to think through is, do I know which account I should withdraw from first? 
Yeah, and that's a big part of the retirement plan is, and that's the mystery that a lot of people don't know. I was like, I just don't know. And so the key is we have with our retirement planning software, we, we can show people what tax bracket they're at and which account does make sense to do it. Now, for again, some people who are maybe on the marketplace healthcare and they have to keep their income within a certain limit so they don't have to pay outrageous healthcare costs, uh, maybe they've they've banked a lot of money in the bank, so to speak. So have a lot of extra cash on hand, and they've planned for these times. So sometimes it's necessary to draw money from the bank, the money you've already paid taxes on. You don't pay taxes taking money out of the bank, out of it checking your savings. Some have taken some money out of their Roth accounts for this time, until you get on Medicare, right? Because once you're on Medicare, you don't you'll be on the uh, Medicare plan, you don't have to worry about um, subsidized insurance for a lot of people. It's important to know which is going to be more appropriate. And uh, you take it out of pre-tax dollars, out of your IRAs or 401ks. You take it out of Roth, non-qualified dollars, bank money. There's a lot of different sources. The key is you have to have somebody who can understand the tax brackets and the effective tax rates to find out what is going to best, situ- you know, best for your situation. And, and year by year, the changes. So it's so important to, to work with somebody who understands that. All right, and you know, continue on that that conversation on planning and how to come up with you know your income and, and just figuring out where all that money is coming from. Social Security obviously will come up and be a big part of it as well. So, do mm-hmm. you know the ideal time to take Social Security? Yeah, and again, that's part of the plan as well. And and sometimes that plan has to change based off of you know market conditions. So um, even this meeting I just referred to earlier. Uh, you know, our, our goal was to wait till full retirement age for Social Security, even though he's retired at 65. It's like, well, you're not really hurting yourself by taking a little bit early. Here's the problem. If you, if you don't take Social Security, you're forced to take your money from your retirement accounts, which he's not ready to do. He does not comfortable with that, being where the market's been the last 12 months, roughly. And so in a situation where you ran the numbers, if he takes Social Security, he can let his retirement assets grow for another roughly seven, eight years. Well, until the, the new, you know, Secure Act 2.0, which we'll have to do one on next, Ben, is, you know, that just got passed, which mm-hmm. which delayed your RMDs past 72 now. So um, so that's the key is being uh, understand when to take Social Security, how that's going to work. And sometimes you have to be a little bit flexible with it. And for uh, the, my clients, this last meeting I had, we're going to take it about a year and a half sooner than we expected it just because where the market's at. And it made sense to do it that way. Yeah, Social Security is such a big piece of it, and, and not enough people devote time thinking about how and no. when to take it. So uh, definitely one upon your list. So how about number four here? You know, with, with retirement, you obviously don't want to outlive your money. That's a big part of that. And, you know, one, one way to kind of uh, factor that in is longevity. You have to determine, you know, I might live a long time if I plan for that. So that's the number four on our list here, Mike, is have you actually addressed that? Yeah, that's one of the questions we ask at you know one of the early meetings, especially we're doing a social security report. We're like, you know, what does you know what's your health situation? You know, how long has your mom or dad lived? Sometimes it's it's a good indicator, sometimes not because they maybe lived a different lifestyle. But it's you know it's our goal. I mean, we look at the averages here. Um, I mean, if you're a 65 year old male, you have a 50 50 shot to live till age 87. If you're a female at 65, you have a 50-50 shot to live to like 90, um, I believe it is, so here in the U.S. So the key is we want that money to be lasting at least into the 90s, right? And I don't think a lot of people have put that, you know, 
into account. And there's a lot of people who joke and say, well, if I get past 75, I'll be happy, or 80, I'll be happy. But what if you do? What if you do live past 80, 85? You don't want to spend all your assets down early and have to be just subject to maybe just Social Security from those times on. So the key is having that plan in place for longevity as well. And we have to plan for those unexpected, you know, maybe uh, healthcare costs of maybe nursing home, which we don't want to talk about, right? Yeah, most people don't want to think about that for sure. Well, as I go through this 10-point checklist, and if you're you know, in getting close to retirement or thinking about it this year, you've probably thought about this next one, Mike, because we're in the middle of, of an extended downturn in the market, a couple of years now with, uh, with negative returns. So people probably, if they you know, started asking themselves, am I prepared to handle this market volatility? Because you start seeing this and you start thinking, well, can my investments hold up? Do I have enough if the account value continues to, to drop like it has? So this is a huge question to, to, to figure out. Yeah, market volatility is a huge thing. And, you know, it's expected to, to happen. It's just, ha- you know, we are on such a long bull run that people just got used to the market going up almost every year. And so corrections happen. We just typically one comes every seven years, we are well past that. So we were due and there's a lot of things happening here, not just in our country, but across the, you know, the world that's affecting the volatility and supply chain issues. And we got, you know, inflation, interest rates are climbing and gas prices and so many different things that are happening, right? Ukraine, what's going on there. So your portfolio should be the same no matter if the market's good or bad. Um, your plan should not change whether the market's good or bad. And if you have a plan that does is, is dependent on where the market is, you know, if the market's good, you have good years of retirement. If the market's bad, you know, you're tightening things up. Well, reality is your lifestyle should stay the same if you have the right plan in place. And that's what we do. Um, you know, the good thing is we plan for times like this. We plan for good times and bad times. So when the market's not in a good place, like it has been in 2022, uh, you want to make sure that you can still love life and not have to worry so much. And um, our clients are anywhere, you know, down from, you know, combined 4% to maybe 12, you know, percent, you know, you know, this last year, but far from what the market's been at. So the key is we want to limit those losses and be prepared for that. Yeah, always important to limit those losses when you can and having a plan is the way to do that place to start. So inflation, Inflation is uh, front and center. I know. I know, Mike. You've always talked about you know inflation. You work that into every plan, no matter you know what year it is. But we are kind of in the thick of this high inflation time period where I don't know where we are currently around seven. Uh, the time of recording this, maybe it's ticked back a little bit from the highs of twenty twenty two. But either way, still plenty of inflation uh, to to factor into your plan. So, have you done that? Do you have a plan to combat inflation? Yeah, you should. And if you don't, you're not doing a proper plan. I've seen a lot of other um, investment companies do like illustrations for retirement, but they, you know, somebody says their expenses are five or six thousand a month. They know they never adjust it with inflation. Well, that's not being re- realistic. We use the hundred-year average. I know we have some high inflation the last couple of years, uh, but we update the numbers every year as well. So as people come in for the reviews, we're updating their expenses, and those have changed the last six months or a year. The gas prices are higher. The healthcare costs. The food is higher. Everything is, seems to be higher than it used to be. Property taxes as well. So to make sure is you know if you're needing six thousand a month today or seven or whatever that number is, what does that look like next year? What does that look like five years from now? Ten years? Twenty years? Because we know Social Security is not keeping up with inflation. 
Um, on average, I know we've had some good years last year and the year before, uh, 2023 and 2022, good numbers for raises, but on average, they're not keeping up with inflation. Pensions are not keeping up with inflation. A lot of them are flat. Some have a small little uh, cost of living adjustment. So you make sure that you have enough money because as your expenses keep going up <laughs> at 3.25%, just say on average, but your, your uh, residual income is going up on average too because that's what Social Security averages. Well, that means you always have a losing battle. Your expenses are growing faster than your income, and you're going to have to take that money from some account. And how's that going to work? So that, that's the key. You, you want to plan for that. And what inflation rate do you usually factor in, Mike, when we're not in this, this uh, period that we're in right now? Yeah, we use the 100-year average, about 3 and a quarter percent, which I think is, is, yeah, there was a few years where it was less than 2 or you know, some people said not even anything, you know, less than 1%. So I think just using that, we use that then, we're using it now as well. But again, we're updating the numbers to today with the high rates of inflation and costs today. So will these costs maintain? We're not sure, but we're factoring in these high costs. So even if even if inflation drops back down to where it's been for a while, you always have to have some type of inflation factored in, correct? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. All right, uh, going on here, number seven, and, and we're kind of hitting some of the, the really key items you need to be thinking about for retirement to make sure you are ready. And we know taxes are set to increase here in a couple of years. And are you prepared for the possibility of those taxes increasing? Because I know a lot of people speculate that that's the direction it's going to head. Yeah, uh, 2025 is, you know, when these, after 2025 is when these current tax brackets, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts will end. So we need to talk about that. And so when we have had Roth conversion, um, you know, talks and reviews with our clients, we're looking at those numbers and trying to get as many of these Roth conversions done by then. And it's really unknown what these brackets will be. And there's talk about other tax changes as well about, um, you know, these, they're talking about not giving the stepped-up basis to uh, the children children of homes. You know, if your children inherit your homes, that they'd have to pay the taxes, the capital gains taxes on it, or inheriting some investment accounts. You know, a non-qualified investment accounts usually they get the step-up in basis like the home, but they're talking about getting rid of that and having your uh, beneficiaries have to pay taxes on that. There's a lot of things that could change. The key is we want to be prepared. It's not we're not going to be blindsided. We're having these conversations with people when they come in. Um, into our office. So um, that's a kind of a big unknown, but we just do know 2026, things are going to change. And, you know, the, the tax, uh, no, the uh, SECURE Act was just passed here just, you know, less than a week ago and signed by um, President Biden, which means it's in effect, which is now postponing RMDs, which also puts in effect some other changes as well, which we can get into at a later podcast. It's just, you know, right now, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of changes, and even though you could an extra year to delay your RMDs, the problem is with that, your, your portfolio might be higher, so that means you're paying more taxes. So it's it's a positive and a negative at the same time. Yeah, sounds like it. All right, uh, one other big item you need to be thinking about too is healthcare. We've we've kind of documented on the show, and you should go back and kind of listen to some of our other podcasts talking about healthcare. But the costs are going to be pretty expensive. It's, it's one of the ones that many people don't think about a whole lot is how you're going to cover your health care costs, especially if maybe you want to retire early. But Mike, that's one that you have to have on your list, right? Is, is just preparing and, and, and being prepared for those health care costs. Yeah. 
again, be retiring before 65, before Medicare, if you don't have the ability, some employers, if you've been there long enough, you're grandfathered in, that you get to maintain their health care. Like I know some people through the state of Minnesota get to carry the health care if they've been there for a certain amount of time. Uh, before 65, I know the federal employees get that um, federal, you know, uh, Healthcare pl uh, plan if they retire early, if you've been there for at least five years and retired by 62, um, you get to keep that and some get to re keep it earlier. So the key is is knowing what the plan is, how you're going to cover that and the cost of healthcare, or if you're going to pick up the COBRA, which is, you know, the employer's not covering their share anymore. You pay 100% of the healthcare costs, which could be 1000 1500 1800 I've seen some of these numbers, which is so expensive. Um, and not just the health care for that, but what about the health care in retirement, even on Medicare? What's going to be the out-of-pocket expenses for long-term care, in-home care, assisted living, things like that, um, part of the health care costs? That could be the expensive part. And that's the chance that most people take. They try to self-fund it because it's very expensive to have a long-term care policy, especially those that can change over time and you're not locked into one payment. So the key is having that that conversation with the advisor and see where's this money going to come if one of you go to the nursing home or hopefully not both of you right all right a couple more here on our 10 point checklist for retirement preparedness their 2023 edition do you have your legacy plan nailed down I and mean, this might not be the the number one thing that your list might but this is something that you need to be thinking about before you get to retirement yeah for some of our clients it's a big priority for some it's like you know what <laughs> Um, yeah, we have beneficiaries on things we're planning in case something happens, but they go, my goal is not to leave my money to my kids or grandkids, or sometimes they don't have kids. And they're mm -hmm. like, my goal is to use this money in my lifetime. This, I've saved it. So the key is, you know, if you have children, you know, I said worst case scenario, uh, maybe best case scenario for your kids that maybe you spend all your, your money in your lifetime, but they inherit the house. I mean, that's still a pretty good deal, isn't it? Um, you know, so the key is you want to make sure beneficiaries are there on all of your accounts. And that's what you have to do the proper estate planning as well. So estate planning is key for real estate and vehicles and bank accounts. But you have to have TODs, you know, transfer on death forms or POD paid on death um, at the banks. Uh, just to make sure in case you don't get to live long enough to use your money that things are going to be seamless and easy for whoever's going to inherit those accounts. All right. Last one here on our checklist. As you're kind of getting ready for retirement, do you have any current investments or products that you don't quite fully understand right now? Yeah, we see that a lot. Um, we see people, again, I think variable annuities are the most common. People have these and they don't understand how they work. They think they're getting a guaranteed 5 6 7% on their money, which is not true because that's it's a five, maybe a 5 or 6% or 7% increase on their future income if they wait to take income, but your cash changes daily because you're invested in the market. So um, a lot of those people don't understand. Uh, another one is common, like a, a REIT, a real estate investment trust, is something that people don't understand uh, as well. Um, even investing in commodities or people investing in you know, gold or uh, real estate. Sometimes people put their uh, real estate into IRAs and they don't really fully understand how that works. So the key is you want to make sure that when you enter retirement, you have a fully understanding of where, what you have, when you need money, where's it going to come from? And sometimes these accounts are illiquid, which means you cannot take any money out for a period of time. And so you, if you have one of those accounts, it's important to find out um, if you do, when can you have access to that money? 
especially these REITs, these real estate investment trusts. Some people, I, some of our clients who bought them from a different advisor years ago and they came on to work with us, they find out, I'm kind of stuck with this thing. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to be liquidated two years ago or three years ago and they still can't get their money out of it. You're kind of at the mercy of the company that has the real estate and you can't touch it until they get it sold. And so unfortunately, there's some situation on these non-traded real estate investment trusts that can really put people in a bind, especially if they're needing money in retirement. Well, this is uh, not everything to have on your list, but these are some great starting points. These 10 items, if you can check these off your list and be prepared, you will be in great shape heading into retirement. But the only way to truly know where you stand is to sit down with a professional, kind of go through everything and make sure you've, you've checked off all these boxes and more. There's other things that you need to be thinking about as well. And if you want to start with uh, with that this year, put that on your priority list to maybe make that a resolution for 2023, reach out. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website for Mike and his team. You can also call 855-987-8888. But all these items so very important. And hopefully this kind of helps you, give you a game plan for the upcoming year. All right, a couple of questions, Mike, that kind of tie into our conversation today that I want to run by before you get out of here. These came in um, over the, the holiday. Yeah. Uh, first one here from uh, Sally says, I'm retiring next month, and it occurs to me that I don't really know where my income is going to come from. I have Social Security, but that won't be enough to live on. Should I just start withdrawing from my 401k next month when the paychecks stop? Yeah, well, good question. Um, yeah, so obviously if you're taking Social Security, which means you have to be at least 62 years old, so that kind of gives me a an age range. You're at least 62 years old, Sally, because that's when you can start. Yeah, it depends on what other accounts you have. You know, if you have a 401k, if you have other accounts, IRAs, if it has to do with bank accounts, all depends on where you're, you know, what your health care going to be. Are you going to be in Medicare or you're not going to be in Medicare? But most likely that's what people are using their retirement accounts, like the 401ks and IRAs, to set up monthly distributions. And I think that's where people struggle. They're like, well, how do I do that? Well, usually in in these employer-sponsored plans, you can take money out, but it's not as seamless as it is if you have it already in an IRA because you're uh, you're dealing with these companies that weren't designed for distribution, uh, 401k companies, uh, as an IRA is because IRAs give you more flexibility. But uh, that's typically the place you'd be taking money out, whether that's going to be, you know, 500000 And a lot of these times you can have, you know, federal and state taxes withheld. Sometimes we've seen the problem when you leave the money in a 401k that they can take out federal but not state. Or if they do take out, in maybe some cases people that want to have tax, ta- taxes taken out of the 401k, they require you to have a minimum taken out 20% out of your federal. Like, well, that's too much. I'm in the 10 or 12% bracket. You're forced to take a 20% distribution uh, tax withholding uh, out of your distribution from 401k. So there's a lot of, you know, disadvantages by leaving it there, but that would be a place you'd be taking from the 401k. My recommendation is to to consider looking at a rollover. It's a tax-free rollover to an IRA, Sally. Very good. Great question. and kind of ties in what we're we're going through. So hopefully you'll have a chance to listen to this episode as well and go through some of those checklist items. All right. uh, One more here that, that, that works well with our conversation from Martha. Says I'm turning 72, or I turned 72 at the beginning of the year, so I'll have to start taking money out of my IRA this year, even though I don't really need it. Can I just take it out and reinvest it back into something else? Well, Martha, uh, the Secure Act 2.0 just got passed. Uh, I think it was signed on the 29th of December by uh, the president. So uh, because of that, you will not be needing to take RMDs this year, which is a good thing. You can delay that one more year, well, which is great. Well, hopefully that'll give time for the market to recover as well. But when you do start taking out RMDs starting next year, Martha, 
Um, yeah, you can reinvest it. You just can't reinvest the money. You pay taxes on that money that you have to take out that required minimum distribution. And it's going to be 3.77% mm-hmm. next year when you're 73. You pay taxes on it. You can put it back into an IRA, but you can definitely um, put it into a, a, another retirement account. Now, if you have income next year, Martha, if you're working still, you can still make contributions to an IRA. So once you 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 take out the RMD, uh, then you can actually, if you want to make an IRA contribution, you can to get a tax deduction. You can offset that because you can still make contributions if you still have some income. All right. Thank you for that question, Martha. If that Hopefully that helps you out. But if you have further questions, please reach out, principalpreservationservices.com. And we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. Also, please make sure you check out the YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand as well. Some great content there for you and your financial future. All right, Mike, we got to get out of here on that note. Uh, thank you as always and uh, looking forward yes. to a great year. Thanks, Ben. You too. Have a happy 2023. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.